Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to open up our lives and minds with you. We are your companion on the journey to grow your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've got a free email course on our website, shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course with practical steps on overcoming your fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey there, welcome to the show. We're excited to bring to you some more content here, fresh from our brains, <laughs> steaming hot. Also, it's been very hot here in Oregon, uh, the Portland area, breaking records in the hundreds. So maybe it's also like the steam coming off of our brains. But we like to think it's actually the fresh content coming out of our minds into this <laughs> podcast, into your ears. Today, we're going to be talking about mental clarity and peace of mind. A lot of folks come in to our office and they have a lot of stress or anxiety and a lot of confusion, frankly, about what's going on for themselves or what's going on in their situation, their lives, their job, their relationships, their children, even what's going on with their dog. <laughs> I guess that would be a lot of confusion <laughs> as well. We're not the people for that. But they come in and they're confused and we talk a lot about getting unconfused. And part of that process is gaining mental clarity. And mental clarity, I think, really goes hand in hand with peace of mind because when you can be clear clear about certain things that are important to you, like yourself or your job, your relationships, what's going on in your situation. When you can be clear about those things, you can at least have a peace of mind that, okay, at least I'm seeing reality for what it is. Maybe there are things that need to happen or things that I don't like or changes that need to be made or whatever. Whatever is going on, at least I can sort of trust in my own like understanding or clarity of this is what's happening. And that can give you a sense of peace internally. So we're going to be talking about that. A couple of reasons why we think you should listen. This is, I think, a big topic because not just that people are coming in confused and there's a lot going on in the world right now, but also there's just so much information that's going on out there in the internet and in this information age. There's so much opinion sharing that people are doing, you know, on Twitter and that kind of thing on the worldwide interwebs. Is that what they call it these days? Back in my day, we didn't have those kinds of things. Holy moly. <laughs> but there's just a lot of opinions and information out there that it's just hard to sift through. And also, I think growth and mental health in general are only possible when you have peace of mind. When you're confused, you get stuck you doubt yourself, you cling to old patterns and beliefs and habits that aren't working for you. So with clarity and peace of mind, that can at least open some doors and give you some paths forward into new possibilities for yourself and for your life. So we're hopefully going to break that down for you, what it is, why that's helpful, and give you some ideas of how you can get some mental clarity. Nathan, what would you like to start out, kick us off with some mental clarity and peace of mind from your brain? Yeah, I was thinking actually about this episode and I was thinking about how similar sometimes we can get into like there's overlapping things that happen inside of the work that we do towards trying to be healthy mentally. We've talked about mindfulness and knowing yourself, imposter syndrome, other things like that. And there are some overlapping things. So I think some of our listeners will be like, oh, I think that they talked about something like that before. But I think the difference of what we're getting at with this is that the idea of understanding and accepting your own perspective and other people's perspective and how that affects your own world and actually looking at it. So 
that's different because take the example of the Johari window. I think I said actually last time there's four panes of glass. One is what you know about yourself. The other one is what other people know about you. Then the third one's what other people know about you, but you don't know about you. And then the fourth one is what no one knows, you including yourself. So it's this idea of knowing where you are at in space. I'll give you an example. So if you are a person, a lot of the population that I work with, they come from the church. So maybe not a lot, I'd say maybe 40%. Divorce is not an option, just not. So what ends up happening is that there's all kinds of things that the person is not willing to think about. They just won't think about them. It's not that they're delusional per se, it's that they are stuck with what is going on in their actual world versus what they believe. So they've got somebody that's telling them they don't like them or they don't love them anymore. And it's like, okay, well, that's not really an option because we, so what? <laughs> like if you, we're not getting divorced. So there's nothing we're going to do with this information. So just, just quiet, you know, is going on in there. So oftentimes what we do is try to help folks look at, okay, look, if this was another person this was happening to, what would you say to them? What do other people notice? Like, what what do you honestly feel about it? A lot of times people just have to get some distance in order to understand, wow, that is really happening. We take that example. Or we just don't, I think we just don't realize as people really what we actually believe, but there's no pathway to get to that realization without being honest with yourself and taking other people in your life probably more seriously than you do. Yeah, it's really interesting. When you talk about that piece of it, it, it this is going to be probably confusing for you for a bit because it's, it, frankly, it's kind of confusing for us in a way to try to describe it. But you're talking about trusting other people, like their observations or their feedback, their opinions, their experiences of you, like almost as though it's more true or more observable, more factual than your own. And that's true, I think, in, in a sense. Like right now I'm sitting across from Nathan and I could say, you know, tell me about what you're observing. And he could tell me certain things and I would have to say, yeah, I mean, to a large degree, that's very true. And whether I like it or not, I need to accept that is happening, whether that's my intent behind it or that's just the actual you know, impact of whatever I'm saying and doing on him. That's true. It's happening. And at the same time, there's something else going on for me on the other side that's like, well, okay, that is happening and you're experiencing that. And also there's something going on inside of me. Maybe I'm intending for something or I'm experiencing something. I'm trying to communicate something. And that's like a reality that's part of it as well. Um, and so it's tricky because I also want to trust my own perspective. Like I know that Nathan can be impressionable and he can be persuaded, <laughs> especially when you have someone so wise and convincing <laughs> and, and conniving like myself, he can be persuaded. I'll just tell you, I'm just going to be honest here on our podcast. Uh, being um, in the mental health field, you can know a lot about yourself and people and, and people are always like, isn't that manipulation? I'm like, well, no, it's not. I mean, you can manipulate people. We don't. Like, we're pro-social about things. But in some ways, I feel like he could probably be easy to manipulate. Um, <laughs> oh. But he's my friend, so I don't. Um, but I try to persuade him on certain things. Like, hey, I think this would be a good topic for us to talk about on the podcast. Or I think we should go in this direction with our businesses. So there might be something going on that's like, okay, so you're experiencing that. And also, I know that you're impressionable. 
and that's a factor that's going in on it. So it can be both what you're experiencing is true and also what I know to be true about myself can be true at the same time. And that juxtaposition of those two things that seem like they're in conflict can actually be true. And that's just a complex nuance that I think is really difficult for most of us to understand. Yeah, I think, well, not to get sidetracked on the manipulation thing, but with manipulation, oftentimes there's either direct intent or there's um, the belief system the person has on the backside, which is that they don't even necessarily know is going on. Because like, take, for example, go back to the divorce thing. So let's say this person has a friend that believes the same way that they believe. So meaning that divorce is not an option. So what's going to happen is that person is just going to keep affirming and look through the vantage point of the, the same vantage point as, as their friend, right? Because they're friends. And what ends up happening is the person stays stuck because neither, neither party is willing to look at the entire part of it. So they're basically like exploring around over and over that same one Johari window piece and not exploring any others of like what we don't know. Right. And so what ends up happening is nothing. And you don't get clarity. And the worst case is you believe that you are clear on this situation and then that's it. But real mental clarity is when you accept something for the way that it is all the way around from from the perspective to where any kind of observer would go, wow, like, I guess that that makes a lot of sense. You know, like this is just a hard place to be because it's not really until you have the clarity that you're able to actually do anything, which is why I think a lot of people out there, the one thing that they'll want with situations when things go bad in a relationship is closure. And what they're wanting is they're wanting clarity. They're wanting to know like, man, I had all these intuitive thoughts and responses. I I just feel like there's something else that I don't know. I, I feel this shouldn't have happened this way based on my knowledge, but it did and now it's undeniable. So what happened? When did I essentially lose touch or maybe go the wrong direction in my thinking or not accept something? And I know that right now we're focused on this example, but I think we need a helpful example to try to be able to parse this out. So clarity is really being honest with what it is that you hear. I was working with somebody one time that said they kept hearing their spouse say all these things and nothing was different. And it wasn't until they stepped back and only looked at the actions the spouse was taking. And then basically like use that as the interpreter of like, well, they're not moving closer to me. They're not trying to ask me these questions. They don't seem to care. They're not really doing X, Y, Z. They say that they do and they say that they're wanting this. But in that case, the person's words did not match up with their actions at all. And actually the actions ended up being very clarifying for that person. Right. Yeah. It's interesting when you were talking about that in that example and even just before that, you know, you said that people want closure. I think another thing that people want is action or solution. And again, these are things that get in our way of having mental clarity or things that get in our way. They stop us short of seeing the full reality, seeing things about ourselves or other people. And what we want to do is we push that as as therapists. We want to go all the way to see all of the things from all of the different angles or from all the corners of the house so that we know, okay, we've explored this whole thing. So, for example, if somebody is wanting, uh, you mentioned closure, if somebody is wanting a solution, you know, I, I don't really understand. Or maybe they're in that Johari window going back and forth, churning the same information over and over with their friend. And like, okay, what do I do about that? Oftentimes, the what do I do about it stops you from being open and being curious and gathering more information. And you can find yourself 
I guess, stuck in that same pattern of doing things, trying this, trying that, or even at, you know, worst case scenario is doing the same thing over and over. And that doing, doing, doing can actually stop you from gathering more information that you need to give you more information. Something somebody had said to me one time years ago that I, I love the saying goes, a problem fully understood is a solution that's half solved. And what that means is that when you take time to really fully understand the problem, meaning you gather all the information, get as much mental clarity as possible, as honest as you can be with everything that's going on, when you can see all of that stuff, it almost always seems like the solution falls out of the sky. It's like the solution is half solved because you're like, oh, I get it. This nail is sticking up out of this wood. And the reason that our feet keep bleeding is because we keep stepping on the nail. <laughs> so what needs to happen? It's kind of obvious. <laughs> we need to hammer that nail down into the floorboard, right? I mean, it's a silly example, but it, that's kind of what it reveals is like when you don't really understand what's going on, you don't really know what to do about it. But when you have full clarity on what's going on, then it's a lot easier to understand what to do about it. You know, the funny funny uh, thing I was just thinking of is one trick you can do to kind of help yourself out with this. We all have somebody in our life that is not maybe super pro you. Like they might not like, I might, maybe I have somebody that's not really pro Nate. Like they're not like, they're not anti, but they're like. Isn't that what we call children? <laughs> I'm pro me. I want what I want. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's actually too good. I can run with that. But I was thinking of, if you thought about what that person would say to you about the situation, it might be negative. It might be something that you would, but you're going to be tempted to automatically discount it. What if you didn't? What if you didn't automatically discount it? A lot of the investigators, so like detectives and investigators are trained to just follow the facts and they can seem super cold and I've, I've been a part of situations as a counselor when the detectives are trying to investigate different bad things that have happened to people that I'm trying to help. They seem really cold. They don't really seem to care. They're just like asking these questions. I remember trying to like joke around with a guy. This might be shocking to you that I might try to joke around with somebody. And, <laughs> and, and the, the guy was just like, Yes, Mr. Hawkins, can we just, like, I can't remember what he said, but he just basically asked a question. It was like, I said nothing. <laughs> it was so awkward. So back to the original question. <laughs> right. Can we get back to the details here? And uh, but, but those folks are trained to essentially just trust what's going on in the moment and then see if that correlates to other things that they're learning. So they have to kind of take themselves, they're just trained in taking themselves out of the entire thing is and it's funny too because as a complete side note that was what sigmund freud that's totally what he tried to do he was trying to like remove himself as a stimulus so that it wouldn't none of him would transfer over to the client or patient should i say and that's why that dumb couch that they sit on and like all the movies and the and the therapist is sitting behind them so that they're not seeing each other and ruining the dynamic anyway but the investigators will do stuff like that but so i would challenge you find somebody like who do you think would disagree with you and then go okay i'm going to take them a bit more serious and just see where this goes yeah, and I'm going to give you a couple of things, four to be exact, so it's more than a couple. It's a few, depending on how you define that. A few things that you can think about and look for to maybe pluck out of yourself, out of your situation that might be getting in the way of being able to have this mental clarity and this honesty with yourself. 
The first one is fear. We've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast. A couple of episodes ago, we talked about fear. We've done the fear triangle. But essentially, fear will say, no, that can't be true. I'm afraid for that to be true, because if it is, then it means blank. You know, it means whatever I'm afraid is true, I believe about myself, or it means that I have to do this. So that whole idea of fear can stop you from being honest and observing what might actually be going on. So if you can find something that you're afraid of, sometimes you will say, oh, it can't be that, or I'm afraid that to be true. I'll always ask people, okay, so what if it is? Okay, so if that's true, or if that's what you're afraid of and that's true, what does that mean? So what? Okay, that. And then so what? Why is that so bad? Okay, so if that happens, so why is that so bad to you? Just keep going until it's like, ah, I'm afraid of this and this and this. And ultimately gets down usually to like a root fear of like, I'm not good enough. Or it means that I might be rejected or I might be abandoned or just some like root you know, that all people kind of struggle with. But there's a fear that's underneath that. Uh, Another one is having previous belief systems. Sometimes, you know, this is like what you were saying earlier, Nathan, about thinking that you're right about something, but not realizing that you're, or or no, I think what you were saying earlier, I don't remember if you said this while we were recording or not, it's like being open or thinking that you're open, but you're actually not. You're closed, but you think that you're open, and so you think that you're open to stuff and you're, open to receiving that stuff, but you justify it, rationalize it, excuse it, and then toss it. But you're like, no, but I really am open. So things like your previous belief systems, or even like the whole divorce thing, I think is a great example, because things like that can seem like you're open to all of the information. But these belief systems really have some limitations in them, and you need to step outside them, which is not the same thing as abandoning them. It's just simply saying, I need to step outside them to see what else might be possible or have the broadest view possible in order to see all the different possibilities of what might be going on. Yeah. And one trick to know that you're not open is if you're waiting for an answer. <laughs> if you're if you're like the person's talking and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. But you like you're waiting for I asked you a question a minute ago. Like you know, all this is filler words until you get to the answer or the solution or whatever it happens to be. The other thing would be like if you are in your head thinking about your response you're also not open. (laughs) You know, they call that lawyering, I think, in our communication styles that we try to teach people. But my point is, is that the movement towards clarity involves curiosity. So that's you being honest to goodness, curious about being open to the fact that you don't know what's going to happen next. You are honestly curious about what this person is saying, and you're following it. And, you know, getting back to the detective thing, one of the ways that they get there is they really are curious. They absolutely do have an agenda, which for me is different than curiosity, to be honest. But they're open for whatever goes down because they're not going to try to limit what should be said or what could be said or where this thing is going because they don't know if the next sentence is going to have this huge thing that ends up being a bomb drop for their case. So they have to be open to that. And that's kind of what we're talking about now is that idea of if you can be open to the information that's that's about you, it's information about you one way or the other. It is information about you. I remember here's a funny story. I've told clients about this is bad. Aaron's like, oh, great. Um, I hope we don't lose (laughs) listeners for this one. (laughs) I worked with this uh, client years ago, college student. She was getting ready to go to OSU, Oregon State University. And um, she was anxious about that. Anyway, she sat there on the couch and she goes, 
you have a resting mean face. (laughs) I was like, like, what? And she's really honest, but immediately I kind of freaked out. And so I was trying to figure out like, what is she seeing? Because my automatic belief was that, you know, doing this job, I'm kind of honest with myself enough to know, okay, this is probably happening to other people. There's no way this is just isolated if she's seeing this. Whatever she's seeing, I am now doing to other people who are not saying this. And they may think that I'm mad at them or something. And I don't even I don't even know what I'm doing. And I realized what it was is my eyebrows were down and I was intense and I was trying to understand what she was saying because I was focused on what she was saying. I went in the bathroom after that session and I tried to reproduce the look that she was talking. I kept looking and then I noticed, oh, my eyebrows are down. Oh, I do look. I look like prove it to me. <laughs> Just freaking prove it. Like it's what I looked like. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So. I realized I when I put my eyebrows up, I looked open and I looked curious and I looked like I was trying to understand, which is different than like this skeptical thing that I was like looking like. But it's just basically taking the, the folks seriously, taking the other people in your life seriously. And if I wouldn't have done that, I mean, I work honestly, this is really, I worked for about altogether now about three years or four, no, probably more than that, about four years on that. It's insane. But I almost have it now to where I can switch my eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be sure to notice that. Yeah, that's why I've never said it. I have seen that face, though, where you have like your eyes up and you're like listening. I'm like, oh, it's interesting. I can tell that you're open because your your eyebrows go up and it tell like you're listening. So, yeah, good. I've noticed that it's working. Two more quickly before we end the show here. We talked about what gets in the way, fear, previous belief systems, basically not being open to other information. Hopes and dreams can get in the way also when you need something specific to be true for whatever reason. Like, I need this to be true because then, you know, this. It's kind of the opposite of fear. Like, oh, I hope that's not true because then it's bad. The hopes and dreams is, oh, I really need this to be true because then it means this positive thing. Well, again, that can be closing you off to some information or observing things in a particular way that might be true that you just are not open to because you need them to be this specific way. And then lastly, a necessity to take action. A lot of times when we feel like something needs a response, like we're trying to solve something, we rush to a conclusion because we're like, oh, I got to take an action. Whereas if you talk to somebody else and they're like, well, do you need to decide right now? Can you just take some time to like, like, do you need to like submit a form? You know, you know, <laughs> is it does it have a due date, a, a deadline for it, or is it something that you can sit on? And sometimes there's situations where you can just sit on it and say, "Oh yeah, I don't have to decide this right now," so I can remain more open. And at that point, you might even realize, "Oh yeah, I guess I had kind of rushed to a conclusion that things have to be a particular way, or I'm thinking certain things about them because I have to take action." But when you remove the necessity to take action, I can like relax and take more time to reflect on it and to see more perspective on it. So hopefully with these ideas, these things that we're talking about, that you can reflect on them for yourself. We really want to give you some tools on how you can know yourself and how you can work with yourself in different ways than you currently are doing. And, you know, one of the things that we're talking a lot about is you need people, you need relationships, you need honesty, and you need people who care about you and are willing to give you that kind of feedback. And hopefully you can be open to it. And that ultimately will bring better connection and intimacy with people. But that's not really the point of what we're talking about here. Those are good things in life in general. 
But those kinds of things, those friendships will give you the kind of mental clarity. And then ultimately, when you know what's going on, and you can be clear about it, and you can move those feelings aside and accept what might be difficult about yourself, like you've got a resting mean face, <laughs> then you can have mental clarity of like, okay, I bet this person's responding to me for this reason. And then you can do something about it. We ultimately just want you to be able to have some tools to grow and to be as healthy as possible to know yourself and have healthy relationships. Yeah, and to be open to the information that's about you, whatever that might be. And, you know, you can test that out, sift through it, but just being open to it and being able to hold it out there for a second and actually take it seriously is a vehicle that can take you to clarity. So we want to thank you for joining us and have a great day. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 